Hey, dude, this dog like stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do something about it, man. you pet stylists you found the groom pod welcome to our virtual salon my name is Susie, and i'm your host i'm a mobile groomer from seattle washington and anyone who knows me will tell you i love to talk especially about my job one of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show miss barbara bird yo girlfriend what's up Well, hello, Barbara Bird, and hello, groomers. Welcome to episode 348 of the Groom Pod, recorded on September 18th, 2022 in Snohomish, Washington, and Tucson, Arizona. This podcast is brought to you by you guys and our kind sponsors, Best Shot, Show Season, Evolution Shears, Groom More, and Stazco. And this week on the Groom Pod, we are going to talk about successful dematting. We're going to question why bath bombs work, even if they don't have any surfactant or anything in them. And we'll talk a little bit about balance on the table. So what's new this week is brought to you by Groomore Software. If you're looking for a software solution for your shop, mobile, or house call, Groomore is it. It has online booking and online forms and intake or matted dog forms, payment processing, reminders and wait lists, inventory, routing, calendar and QuickBooks syncs, and most importantly, 24-hour service. And they've given us a great offer. You can switch over to Groom More and try it for two months at half off. Just put in the code GroomPod. Congratulations to Helen Schaefer. Oh, Absolutely. Yes, yes. I couldn't lose to a better person. I'm so happy for her. I've been a big fan of Helen's behind-the-scenes supporter. I'm so glad she's got that. She's having a journey, isn't she? I mean... I know. She broke loose. I I don't remember what the catalyst was, but she just broke loose. And uh, went for it. I think it might have been groomer problems when she started doing the Sunday chat on Facebook. I think that's when I really started to notice her anyway. But dang, she's a hard worker. I noticed her in the competition ring where she had a series of good and bad experiences. But there again, she threw herself at that and she roared. And now she's throwing herself into the internet learning situation. And I just totally respect her. I want to be her friend. Well, maybe we kind of are friends a little bit, but not really good friends. Like, I want to go hang out with her because she just sounds like (laughs) she has a lot of fun in everything she does. Here's something to ponder, though. Whenever there is a video entry in the category... The video entry usually wins the category. And the grooming professors are a good example of that. Because here we have three hour-long podcasts and then a Sunday chat on video. And basically the same thing the grooming professors did was a little video chat. The video chats are shorter, and I think they get a bigger following. Although in the big picture, we have a massive following. We have a lot of downloads every single week. I mean, blows my mind how many people listen to this show. And yet, because we're talking a podcast, 
the podcast vote is actually just probably divided in amongst the three podcasts that are hour-long podcasts. I think the video vlogs should be separated out, although there just aren't enough of them to have their own category. So it's a little challenging. I have that feeling about video too. And my so my first reaction to that, uh, Helen, well, my second reaction, because my first reaction was congratulations, Helen. But then I said, well... What's going on that we're not doing enough? What can we do better? And yes. again, and then we talked about this a year ago, that there's a need to bring more video into play because that's what people prefer. The deal is, though, then they people have to look at us in our pajamas without our teeth in or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's not really the case. I have all well, my I teeth know. and Barbara wears hers. So. But still, I mean, it means it's a little different to do it that way. But here's the cool thing. The host for the podcast has a new service that's allowing us to run the podcast on YouTube. And it just has a logo. Or we could choose to run the whole thing every now and again also. But this is a fully edited beautiful, pretty, shiny, and new podcast with our logo, and you can just run it through YouTube, so the YouTube is another way to listen to the podcast. And then we can make little videos and put them up on Facebook. So instead of, this is what's happening in episode XXX, this week on the Groom Pod, listen here. And then that link, we'll have a little video snippet of what we've got going on or perhaps just an audio snippet that that we can put up on Facebook and uh, yeah new stuff happening so those are ways in which we can expand our listenership at least that's what I'm thinking anyway what are your thoughts I think it's not just uh numbers it's also return people I think that's who we really need to keep because the the occasional listener or viewer that's one audience but the regular people that follow you every week that's a special for population we have a substantial and we have a substantial core population and i would like to continue to try to draw out from them what they'd like to hear us chat about you know i'd like to get a stronger growing discussion going there and more more linked to the facebook page more interaction with the facebook page you're yeah. hearing it here right now folks <laughs> we'll all make a little post that reminds people that this is a great place to ask your questions and bring them out and someone recently noticed that we do talk a lot more about everything in grooming, not just ingredients and products, although certainly that's Barbara's area of expertise. My area of expertise, I can say that now, (laughs) is behavior on the table. So that's where my focus is. But we're lifelong groomers. Well, I'm not a lifelong groomer, am I? We are career groomers. And certainly there's a lot of value in just listening to us talk and banter your problems around. So do share on Facebook. We'll pick it up. I watch and monitor that site constantly. So yeah, I think you're great. I think you're right. More interaction. More interaction is definitely the way to go. We're probably going to open up a little storefront that has some Groom Pod swag as well. And on top of that, Barbara has some seminars that we're going to do. We're going to do like a little series of interesting stuff to help generate more value for Barbara's grooming knowledge, not just here giving away free, but really more in-depth studies. And the next thing we're 
thing we're going to do will be Beyond Suds and Scent. And tell us a little bit about what that's going to do. And we haven't picked a date because we've got some behind-the-scenes manipulations that need to take place, but it probably will take place either early or late October, possibly right in there. But Barbara, tell us what that seminar is going to be about. Okay, so Beyond Suds and Scent, the shampoos, is about what goes into a shampoo, what the components are, how they behave, the interaction of major ingredients, and mainly, you know, like define what these different types of ingredients are and what they give to the shampoo. And also just some pointed questions like the value of silicones is one that we discuss as a shampoo issue and how shampoos are marketed gets touched on too. So it's a good two hour webinar with really important critical uh, education about ingredients and how they work and you know, what we may look for in efforts to try to fool us to buy things. Yeah, so anyway, it's a starting point. People who are interested in having a better grasp of what ingredients are and, and what shampoos are need to start here in Beyond Suds and Scent, where I lay it all out real clearly and uh, easy to understand groomer language. It'll be done on Zoom. It'll be limited class size, so you can have direct interaction with Barbara. I will monitor the chat. You can ask questions, and I'll feed them to her, and she can answer them right on the spot. We like to do it that way because Barbara's way more fun if she's interactive. (laughs) Not that she's not (laughs) fun without being interactive, but definitely brings out the best in the speaker. The best in the bird. Yeah, the best in the bird, definitely. So stay tuned for that. It's coming up. And really, as soon as I get the things that I have to do on my end straightened out, then I will get that all announced and we'll pick a date and we'll move forward on that. But it is definitely coming up. And hey, Barbara, this week was a really good grooming week for me. I produced really nice grooms. Oh, good for you. I know. Congratulations. You mean you usually produce not so nice grooms? Come on, be easy. Be good to yourself. Okay. It's not that my grooms aren't acceptable, but I felt the weight of homework and all kinds of other things going on, a bunch of which now I don't have to deal with. And I've had some days off. I went camping. We had a successful camping where we left the house and didn't come back before we went away again. (laughs) So it took five times to get it right. The first time we left the driveway, came back and couldn't go back out. And the second, third and fourth times we left the house and turned around and came back and had to reorganize and then go back out. But the fifth time, the fifth time, Barbara, was a charm. We went out. We used the water. We used the toilet. We were plugged in. We caught fish. It was just everything. I think we're ready to go for two nights. Two nights next time, maybe. Although I have another two days off coming up this week, so we'll see what happens. It'll probably just be one night, but I could go for two nights. It just seems silly to pay for two nights when that first night means you're just going to be arriving at the campsite, paying and going to sleep. We could do that at home. So <laughs> I, see, I don't, I don't like one night because first of all, you're unpacking, and then the next morning you got to start packing. Oh, because you said your night. We don't pack. Yeah. We bring we it, 
really. We wear the same clothes both days. <laughs> we just have, we have. Oh, I don't mean clothes. I just mean shit that you unpack. We don't have to. It, it lives in our driveway. It's so oh, okay. cool. It is the neatest. Okay. I've never experienced it because to get to the boat, you have to pack the car, then you pack the boat, then you unpack the boat, then you unpack the car. This is just, oh, carry it out to the driveway. I like it. It's pretty fun. And the bird is totally digging the camping experience. But it was cool. So I got some time off. I'm caught up on the podcast. I don't have homework. And with all of that off, I realized that I'm taking more time to finish the grooms. I made a beautiful poodle. Oh. I did a couple spectacularly plush Shih Tzus, my favorite June Bug and Tater Tot. They looked like they were stuffed animals and beautifully scissored. And I did Figgy, my one-quarter dog. I did her yesterday, and I made her look just spectacular. And I think it's just less stress. I think I just feel freer and lighter. Much less stress. Yes, but my scissors are getting dull. Oh, all of mine are. Yeah, I got to do something about it. I have doubles of everything, so I just need to change them out. And then I can go for another few more months, you know, but yeah, I can tell. Well, I got an idea. Let's just take a break and head into our first appointment. How's that sound? Did you know that Stasco has come out with a couple of new products? First, there is the Stasco Oatmeal Protein Conditioner. This conditioner provides exceptional body and manageability and super shiny finishes. And it has a wonderful apple scent that I love. Great in the recirculator, too. And they have a new matching protein conditioning spray, dematting, anti-static conditioning, and finishing all in one, just like the original Stasco spray, but with that delicious apple fragrance. Look for these new products at trade shows and your favorite distributors like Cascade Grooming Supplies. Ready, groomers? Here comes our first appointment. What makes for successful dematting, Barbara? And why are we talking about this? Okay, we're talking about it because I had a little bit of an upset yesterday over the matter of dematting. It's interesting how we learn about grooming, how we learn to groom, and what we discard along the way. You know, you never retain the full thing that you learned. You get the parts that work for you, and then you forget the parts that aren't immediately working. Just kind of reforms and coagulates in your back of your mind into something you think that's the way you were taught. And it, unless you get somebody observing you or, so, or some kind of feedback, you're just gonna go along and do that. And that's what's happened at my shop. So I took over. I, badly dematted West Highland White Terrier as my assistant stomped out of the shop angry because I shouted at her. This is what I did. You know, it was still quite damp, still lightly wet. One of the things that I did first is that I used the blow dryer some more. I used the air some more. Using air is an important part of dematting. Not just de-shedding, but dematting. And if you are working on wet hair without a wet hair tool, you can break the hair, or you can weaken it, you can stretch it too much. You can cause 
more problems down the line if you're working on wet hair without a, you know, something like the Pinello comb is a great wet or dry comb brush sort of tool. Hybrid. And, uh, and it's what I used yesterday. First of all, she was using the seven finger interesting brush that is one of the more comfortable brushes for most dogs. The dog was pitching a huge fit. He didn't mind being there, but he didn't want that to happen. Is that what caught your attention? Yeah, I just heard the conversation in the back room escalating. That conversation would be the conversation between Grandma Yvonne and the dog. So what I was hearing was, you're all right. (laughs) You're all right. (laughs) You're all right. And then I was hearing... I'm not all right from the, from the dog. Hey, she settle down. You're all right. No, I'm not. <laughs> it was not all right. And it turns out owner can't even do anything at home. Not surprise. This is a Westie from Westyland, Scotland. Oh, really? And he was bred over there, and the guy tended to breed larger Westies. And she got to pick from a group, and she picked that one. So it's like an Ottoman-sized Westie? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite that big, but I'm sure he's at least 25 pounds. You know, he's a good (laughs) cockapoo-sized Westie, you might say. And he has, like, zero tolerance for pulling on his hair. Now, I had groomed him once before when he came out of an extended boarding situation, and he was filthy on top of it all. So I knew what probably going to happen. I predicted that, you know, it's going to be a mess and that we had some detangling to do. So I went in there. I, I dried him more with the blow dryer, using the blow dryer specifically at the roots of the hair and moving it kind of towards the outside of the hair. So I, you know, I made sure that I got down in there and then I used my main law of Barbara's dematting. Ah, yes. Yes. (laughs) Barbara's laws of dematting. (laughs) One, start at the toes and work your way up in layers getting each layer thoroughly combed out so you are always combing into combable hair. Less damaging that way. It's less damaging. It's more successful that way. And it's much less uh, discomfort for the animal because if you're working on a single mat and you're combing into combed out areas, they don't mind the combed out area part. But if you're working at the top or you start at the middle of the mess, you you kind of open with your fingers, you look at that thigh, and it's just like two fingers, three finger mats all the way through, and you say, I don't know. Well, you just start on the bottom and work your way up and the pinch at a time. And the thing also about working your way up, you can put your fingers against the dog's skin and the whole tight there. And pick with the Pinello brush at a mat. And the dog doesn't feel very much of that at all. Are you using a product at that time? 
I used and can't say enough for Best Shot Derby Shampoo and Conditioner and now Revitalizing Spray. It's a an excellent spray. You know what I liked about the spray is that it can be used wet or dry. It seems to detangle before you totally dry the hair. Really does clean very dirty dogs. I'm going to say this is an excellent system for very dirty dogs. It makes the coats a little too soft for my often use, but I still use it. And I love this new mist that really enabled me to work through this grumbling, griping Westie. The, the next thing is you've got to do something about making sure they can't bite you. You either want to put them on a groomer's helper kind of situation or at least attach the uh, head the loop to a post so that they can't get you. So they can't spin and snap. Spinning dogs drive me nuts. It's such a huge waste of time when the dog constantly spins. Oh, they keep spinning and keeps giving you another area of their body. And it makes you so unsystematic and haphazard. When you're not systematic, that's when mats get left in coats. And then it's a worse mess next time. You know, if you don't layer up through the matted area, you're likely to pull out something on top of the mat and let it lay because it just makes the leg look like a little thicker if there's still some mats in there. You really need to work on it bit by bit. And I think the Pinello comb and the best shot dirty replenishing rinse were just the most excellent choice of partners that I could have put on the table with me. You know, I just went around that dog. He was horrible. He didn't like any pulling on his coat. And I hooked his head up to the front pole. And then I soothed it and we talked about it as I did it, you know. And I did my very best to put my fingers either on the bottom of the mat or right at the bottom of the mat and comb out from the ends of the hair towards the skin. So there again, you're working into worked out hair. And um, the other thing that I did is that I opened the whole matted area by using my tipped slicker brush and just pat, tap and lift, tap and lift all through the, you know, if you can break that matting, just loosen it up some. Not just like undoing it, but just like making it look like a loosely woven blanket instead of a cotton ball. I did that, and he tolerated that. He tolerated the tap and lift. And then I just started from the bottom up of the matted area and sprayed it and untangled it, finger worth by finger worth. I got the dog bathed in perfectly dried and combed out in an hour. Did you have to bathe the dog too? Or did Yvonne bathe the dog? She had already bathed the dog. How important is the product choice in the tub? Basically, you want a conditioner, a nice creamy conditioner that will also tend to coat and move apart the matted and tangled areas. Don't scrub a matted leg because you're just making more friction and and making more matting happen, more tangling happen. So you just want to use the water sprayer in the direction of the growth. And likewise, 
you can use your blow hose with a cone shape and you can kind of open up some matted areas, but best not to whip any mats into the coat. And, you know, you can also kind of cause a problem. And if you're really trying to get the coat to lay right, you need to dry it in the direction you want it to go. Very true. Just throwing that in. So what else might you ask me? Okay, so you mentioned like the right techniques and the right tools, but I think there's a third component to successful dematting, and it's communicating with the owner what you're going to do, what the end result is going to look like, and what things might be going forward. So how important is that conversation? That's a very important conversation, and I had to work that out with this customer too, by the way, if you want to get into that part of it. Might as well. It's part of the successful dematting. Because she was out excited because she wanted to book an appointment right before Christmas. Well, it's a long time before Christmas. Mad and Westy White, she's admitting that, that he's going to bite her if she tries to comb it. I mean, just incorrigible at home. She doesn't really want to change that. You can tell. You know, so I said, we can either take him shorter. And she said, no, he's had the long full coat his whole life. I can't go there. And I said, okay, then the only other thing we can do is get them in sooner. Christmas is too far away. <laughs> you need to come in sometime in November. And then again, and again at Christmas. She said, Perhaps once in October, once in November, and then again in December. <laughs> yeah, I spread her out a little bit more. I mean, I was more like looking at six weeks. Right. And so she couldn't commit, but she went home to look at her calendar. That's always what happens when they don't want to make it. Isn't that the truth? I have to go home and look at my calendar. <laughs> okay, so... Dogs that are repeated matters. You really have to deal with something with the person. And I do think that this spray from Best Shot would be a good product to sell to your customers. I agree. I'm thinking of getting some of it because it really worked well. I mean, it saved my butt. Just curious. I also got a sample of that Dirty Dog Ultra Plenish spray. But I also got a gigantic bottle of the Max. Did you get a gigantic yes. bottle of the Max? Oh, I'm so excited. It's a liter. It's 30, like 34 ounces of the Max. That might very well be a lifetime supply for me. Uh, Yvonne and I hid it from Dave. Oh, did you? Good idea. I suspect strongly that Dave uses it without diluting. And here's the thing about the Max is that even if you apply it way more heavily, less diluted than is optimum, you're not going to get a mess. I mean, with the old time of silicone oils, you would really have an oily mess if you overdid it. But with this particular engineer in silicone, it doesn't do that. Uh, you know, so instead, it just washes away down the drain. <laughs> So don't use too much. Yeah, you're just wasting your money. At least you're not going to like ruin your groom. But, you know, you could be using three times as much as you need. You could be using five times as much as you need to do. And you would still get great results. One part to 25 parts distilled water makes a nice kind of finishing spray, uh, anti-static spray, 
zero fragrance so you can so you can keep your cologne smell or your, your product. The magical silicones tend to work better after they've been dried in, but there is a benefit to spraying it right on the mat while you're dematting, isn't there? Or is there? I think that it has been engineered such that even though the silicone component does need to dry before, you know, like unless they put cyclomethicone in the product, cyclomethicone is a good wet comb uh, helper, then it evaporates totally. So that's something. You can use it wet. Or you can use it on the mat. You can spray it on and demat the mat. That's what I was doing. I did put a silicone rinse on him in the tub, but I used the best shot spray right on each matted area that I was working on. I just combed out the whole coat. I'm going to say it took an hour and a half because I put an hour extra into that dog. And I charged her $50 extra. I'm not going to do this $15 dematting anymore. I'm getting so that it's going to be like $25 and up uh, dematting. I'm not just giving away a half an hour of my time for a 10 spot, you know. So I had a specific dematting issue yesterday, as a matter of fact, on the toy poodle. I I do this toy poodle. I do two poodles now. I've gone a long time without any poodles now. I have one gigantic, enormous female standard poodle and one teeny (laughs) tiny female toy poodle. And the lady, when I got there, she said, I can't believe how much Stella's hair has grown out. It's only been six weeks. Well, it's been five months. (laughs) Five months. And she has lovely coat. I will say that. And so for being five months, she only had a few tangles under the arms and behind the ears, but the tip of her ears were felted. That's a problem in itself because it's a tiny dog and I don't want to brush burn or irritate the end of the ears. They weren't so heavy that I was afraid of a hematoma, but they were heavy enough that I was afraid I'd scratch up the very ends of her ears and cause a problem that way. So I split the felting up with a tiny pair of scissors so that it was at least broken into a few pieces. And then I used the apple conditioner from Stasco, the new apple spray. And I sprayed that on there and I teased out very carefully those little tiny remnants of the felting. And there was enough hair left on the dog's ears so that it covered it up. It didn't look too horrible. And I trimmed him up a little bit to, not, to make him a little nicer. So as a poodle, she had a little bit shorter ears than I would have normally done. But it came out really good. I was pretty yeah. happy. <laughs> the lady's funny. She's I've known her a long time. She says to me, I don't want you to take the muzzle so short this time. Because last time I took the muzzle short but not shaved reminiscent of a poodle face, but not quite a poodle face. I I didn't like that at all. She said, look up teddy bear cut on the internet. And I laughed. (laughs) And I said, Linda, why don't you look up teddy bear cut for poodles on the internet and tell me what you want? And so she pulled up and she went, oh, oh, um, how about if we do a round head? And I said, round head I can do. (laughs) Teddy bear cut. I kind of get the idea of what a teddy bear cut is, but it really doesn't tell me enough information. So I took the body down pretty short since it had been a long time, and I suspect I won't see her again before she moves. And then I left a nice little round head, and she looked adorable. But 
I was worried about those ears. Would there have been another way to tangle that? To tackle that, but tangle that. Well, again, I've had the Pinello brush help to break that apart. I know it can be very daunting because it's usually very tight at the skin. I just spray it with uh, anything. And then, uh, uh, you know what I use? It's really great. What? The larger side of my half moon comb from Chris Christensen with a very small tines, but they're spaced apart enough that you can use them to kind of lift out stuff like that. Would my Chris Christensen face comb work for that? That little tiny face comb, the big end? Yeah, not so much. Not so much. Okay. Do you not have? No, I do not have the half moon (laughs) comb. I couldn't figure out a reason I needed it. And really, this is the first time since that half moon comb has come out that I would have said, wow, I really needed that half moon comb. See, I wouldn't go to the island without mine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Do you have the Utsumi one or did you get one of the later models? I have the Chris Christensen. Chris Christensen one. Okay. Hmm. I'll ponder that. Maybe for my next treat. Yeah, well. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap up that tangly mess. <laughs> and uh, we'll be hey, right back. Chris Bear Anthony here. You may know I've been swiveling for years now with my beloved Evolution shears, but I wasn't actually born with a pair of swivel shears in my hands. Check out our website and Facebook page for our library of how-to videos or Give me a shout for a personalized guide. Your hands will thank you. Don't forget, GroomPod listeners get $10 off and free shipping with the code GroomPod. What are you waiting for? Give them a try today. Groomers, take your seats. School is about to begin. <laughs> I got a question for you from the brain of me. Why is it that bath bombs clean the dog? Because I've tried the bath bombs. My favorite of all the bath bombs is the Marshmallow Lady bath bombs, I think, because it has a nice surfactant in it and it leaves the dogs really clean and you break them up into four so it gives me an appropriate size piece to use for each bath. So I like hers the best, but there's those, there's the... Warren London fizzy paw tablets. There's the Nagayu tablets. There's the groom bathing tablets. And then there's the dollar store bath bombs. And I have a case of dollar store bath bombs because there weren't so many choices when I got it. But it still feels like it's cleaning the dog. I just don't know how. How's it work? The dollar store bath bombs are just the basic real thing. What it has is three parts sodium bicarbonate to one part citric acid. And that's the the machine that makes for the combination to change and deliver sodium citrate plus carbon dioxide plus water. What does carbon dioxide do? It's the bubbles. It's it's in there. So this is a guaranteed fizzy kind of recipe. Sodium citrate is used in laundry detergents and cleaning products as a sequestering agent, we talked about them last time, and a cleansing aid. It helps detergents clean better by hooking up with sodium and magnesium ions in the water. So it's a chelating agent. It's a 
You know, okay. it has that value. But it also has its own cleaning properties. And that's because of just the nature of its chemical makeup. Okay, so I'm going to read this. Okay. Okay, so one expert says the cleansing effect of citrates should be due to the fact that it is on this is a translation. It's so horrible. Oh, <laughs> okay. so, due to the fact that it is on objects, sticking dirt is infiltrated by the citrus <laughs> and thus by the two clean items can be easily rinsed off. <laughs> oh, for <laughs> heaven's sakes. I, Definitely well, English is not their first yeah, language. Yeah, clearly, you know, like nobody edited this. It's so funny. So, <laughs> so now, wait a minute. There's a little more. It's just so There's It's more. just so funny. This effect is likely to be intensified due to the dissolved carbonic acid that outgasses on dirt particles. That farts on it, the dirt particles. It turned out to be... <laughs> Proven to be extremely suitable for cleaning stone floors in the castle for the exam. Gosh. <laughs> okay, so, that's pretty funny. Very creative translation. But what does it really mean? It Barbara? really means that the combination of sodium bicarbonate and citric acid gives us a, a substance that cleans. It doesn't clean by making my cells. You know, it doesn't have that, but it still has a negatively charged in and a positively charged in. So it's going to gather some dirt and oil and hold them on there until it's rinsed out. So it's a mild but really effective cleansing agent. It's amazing how much dirt, the foam, the little bit of foam that's created by the recirculator, how much dirt has been extracted off of the dog. I'm so surprised. Even just in a bath bomb with nothing else in it, just the naked bath bombs from the dollar store, which, mind you, were three for a dollar, and I got like a case of 36 bags of them. <laughs> so I have a lot of them. They're great. I love them. I use them. They break apart in my water really well. They're they're happy in my water chemistry. So I use it as a pre-bath and then follow with a regular shampoo on some dogs or on dogs that don't need a shampoo afterwards. I don't use one. It's just really a neat tool in my arsenal. And occasionally I'll throw the, that three-letter word spa <laughs> in there because it's a spa treatment for your pets and you can add a little bit of extra money on it if you run the recirculator for a while over their backs and give them a little uh, tissue manipulation because we can't call it massage here in the state of Washington. It's tissue manipulation. Oh, no kidding? Yeah, we can't. Unless you've taken the human massage course and are certified in human massage, then get certified in pet massage, you can't do pet massage. Yeah, we can't do pet massage. Well, we couldn't when I looked into it at least in years ago couldn't do pet massage it has to be in the presence of a vet or something like that yeah <laughs> for us you can you can do it by a different name <laughs> it's tissue stimulation or tissue manipulation if <laughs> so i'm just saying that sodium bicarbonate plus citric acid three to one creates a cleaning substance 
and uh, it's also good for gas. <laughs> well, it's that's what is in Alka-Seltzer. And sodium bicarbonate, that's baking soda, right? right? So you could actually get baking soda and citric acid and mix your own powder and like scoop it out because the stuff breaks apart in my wet environment in the winter. I don't even keep the bath bombs one package in there in the winter. For you, I will create a powder. Oh, cool. Christmas present. I'll send it to you in a bag and then you can just scoop it out or some kind of a canister or something. And uh, you can use it because I have the recipe. Cool. That'd be great. Well, the mystery of bath bombs is now unraveled right along with our dematting discussion. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to my happy day. Summer is the season where we are likely to find dried out coats. And show season has a special shampoo and conditioner called Honey Pet. Honey Pet shampoo and conditioner is made with Manuka honey as an additive and also almond oil. And it's excellent in hydrating the coat. It also smells real good. And it comes with a matching conditioner that contains the Manuka honey, the almond oil, the sunflower oil, triglycerides, and a little dash of dimethicone, which assists in combing and brushing the coat. You can find these and all the great show season products at showseasongrooming.com. Let's see what's happening at the grooming table. Now that I'm a fancy pants behavior person, I feel like I can talk about this stuff a little bit more authoritative. And she will. And I will. (laughs) Today we're going to talk about balance because balance is a huge trust destroyer, or I should say lack of balance is a huge trust destroyer. So we spend our time trying to build relationships with these animals that we're working on, and then we go and knock them off balance and they don't trust us anymore. And a lot of what we do knocks them off balance. So this is just to remind you guys that if you take away the balance, you take away the trust. And it really affects old and previously injured dogs tremendously. It can be painful for them to be moved around, especially if they're not expecting you to move them around. They can't correct for the imbalance like, well, like we do when we're younger or like they did before they were injured or when they were younger. And it makes grooming uncomfortable for them. And that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for a dog that's comfortable with the process and that doesn't mind what we're doing, may not enjoy it, but tolerates it and lets us do what we need to do. With small dogs, the balance issue even leans more towards a trust thing. They're so little, and sometimes when we get into our own zone, I don't know if you do this, but you get into the zone and you're chewing on mental bubble gum or you're listening to some audio book and you just grab the dog and turn it around and they're not expecting it and all of a sudden it's a big surprise to them. And we talked about last week how little dogs appreciate surprises. They don't like surprises. I don't like surprises. And when you're little and then people are pushing you around like that, it can be kind of intrusive and offensive and almost like aggressive sometimes. And with big dogs, picking up their feet can be a real problem with their balance. If you pick up a foot and they're 
overweight and they can't handle <laughs> standing on three legs, that's a problem. You got to watch for that. You've got to watch for dogs with toenails that are not trimmed and their feet splay out and then they get arthritis in their feet and any shift of balance on them is painful. I know because my feet hurt and they definitely hurt more when I'm switching back and forth like in a boat or something where I'm having to adjust like that. So when does this occur the most? I think primarily when we're moving them around on the table, but it also occurs when we're lifting up the feet like I was talking about with the big dogs. There are some techniques we can use that are training techniques that we can apply to the dogs on our table while we're working with them so that we don't break the trust we've worked so hard to establish. In my opinion, the idea is to be one of your dog's people. So if their human isn't in the room and something goes wrong, I want that dog to look to me for their safety and security and to feel like I'm there for them. And if I push them around on the table and they lose their balance 10 times a groom, that's not there. It just doesn't work very well. I like to use name and explain again just like I was talking about last time tell the dogs what you're doing don't surprise them say turn around and then lead and capture like tell the dog turn around and then kind of lead them around to the other side and then praise them eventually they'll pick up on the terminology and they may even turn themselves around my table is fixed I have to turn the dogs Barbara I think your table is fixed and you have to turn the dogs right not anymore no Oh, you're away from the wall yeah. now? Ooh, living large. <laughs> well, I'm stuck with, uh, I have to turn the dogs a thousand times every groom. So I do use the terminology. And even if I'm listening to something through my headphones, I tell the dog, turn around, and we turn around. And if it's something big, I say, ready, turn around, because that gives them a moment to prepare. The other thing you can do is capture when they do turn around and make sure you reward it and praise it heavily. But the most important thing to think about is don't knock your dogs off balance. Do you have any comments on the off balance thing? No, I think you covered it very well. Ha! You're so professional. I know. Wait, I have to give myself a... Yeah. <laughs> I think that is enough learning for this morning. I'm going to go out and ride the horse. Barbara, what do you have on your schedule today? Oh, I'm going to take it easy. Nice. Maybe I'll dive into some Netflix I'm watching the British Baking Show. It's one of my favorites. Oh, I love it. It was the first episode this week and Monday, Dancing with the Stars. So I've got a full sky. I've got Below Deck, British Baking Show, and Dancing with the Stars. How are you going to watch Dancing with the Stars? Disney Plus. I added it to Hulu for $2.99. Just until Dancing with the Stars is done, then I'm dropping it. Yeah, again. right. Well, I do. I, I go back and forth with all this stuff. I make little notes. My calendar reminds me to cancel them. I've got a whole bunch of them I need to delete and get rid of. It's super easy. You can do it online. You don't even have to talk to a person. But it's hard to remember to do. <laughs> well, if anybody wants to discuss British Bake Off, Dancing with the Stars, or Below Deck, hit me up. <laughs> I'm always game for a conversation. Barbara... I look forward to doing Beyond Suds and Scent with you coming up soon. And always happy that you guys are here with us. Happy grooming. See you next week on The Groom Pod. Bye-bye now. We love you.